Welcome back to our book study on I Believe in Love. We are in Conference 8 this week, which is on the cross. So this was both on, you know, the cross as in Calvary and kind of diving a little bit deeper into Jesus's suffering and crucifixion, but ultimately bringing it into our life and like the beauty of suffering Mm -hmm. um, and how we can unite our suffering to the cross. So I really like this chapter. Suffering is kind of one of those topics where yes. I don't think we talk enough about, but it's a beautiful thing to incorporate into our spirituality. It, it, it's funny, Kara, because I find like in our episodes of Draw Near, it's a topic we've picked up many times mm-hmm. and it's something we always come back to. I feel like the the scripture passage from Hebrews, he endured the cross for the joy that was set before right, him. Right, that's in so many of our, <laughs> of our episodes, yeah. It's it, And it's one of my favorite verses and I think you, you capture... The, he captures the beauty of what that means in this chapter very well. And despite how many times we've visited this chapter in particular, because I think we've visited this chapter more than we've actually read the book. Right. Uh, it's still, once again, something new, mm-hmm. something old, always a word in season. My favorite scripture passage is Matthew sixteen twenty four, where it's uh, Jesus talking about if you wish to be my disciple, deny yourself, take up the cross and follow me. Yeah. yeah. So suffering is definitely something that I think is, is so important to right. how close we are to Christ. And he actually talks about that. He says, you know, when, when he comes across a holy soul, he doesn't even have to ask them, what have you gone through in your life? What suffering have you gone through? Because he knows they have endured a great suffering just right. by their holiness and how yeah. close they are to Christ in the cross. Yeah. Yeah, I I love uh, right at the top of the chapter I wrote Colossians four twelve because that's one of the we fulfill what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ that yeah. that is one of those scripture verses that made me Catholic because right. it, it made no sense in my former tradition and I love how he takes that principle what you're talking about that scripture passage and he makes no bones about it like in the very first sentence of the paragraph at each step you will find the cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At each step you will find the the cross. Yeah. And then he kind of I just love how he unpacks what that means. Yes. And he really dives deep into what does it mean to take up the cross joyfully mm-hmm. and with a willing smile. Yeah. That phrase really stuck out yeah. to me. How often do we take up the cross grudgingly? Almost every time. Yeah. <laughs> you could with, argue. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to smile my way through this yeah. no matter what. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. I agree with that. I think uh, one of the parts that goes along with that that stood out to me was how he really draws out the idea that when God sends you suffering or allows suffering, that it's a gift. Mm-hmm. How often do we think of suffering as a gift? Right. Very rarely. I think that's such a beautiful image. It's that suffering can be this gift right. for for you in your in your spiritual yeah. life and growing closer to him. Kara, I'm going to call you out as a mother, just like I always do on yeah. this topic, because I think mothers in particular are an incredible witness of this very thing and, and good coming out of suffering and enduring the cross for the joy that was set before you. Right. Like that's childbirth. Right. Mm -hmm. Pregnancy, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially the birth. But, but yeah, all of it. It's hard for you. But you would do it all over again, correct? I would do it all over again. Yeah. That's why you keep having babies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. And and that's the child is the gift. But like how often, how often do we see the good outcome at the end of suffering 
as the gift. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm glad I went through all that because of this. Right. As opposed to seeing the suffering in the moment in the moment that's a good point yeah yeah because like even being pregnant like you know you're tired all the time a lot of women get sick like you know there's a lot of suffering in the midst of those nine months not just in the delivery and how often are we just like it's fine here's my due date like i'm just looking forward to the baby like that's gonna be the gift that's a good point yeah still offering up like the midst of those nine months and yeah, the delivery yeah. as you know this can be the gift too yeah and i think that is so uh, the beauty in what he's saying is the suffering in the present moment yeah he stresses that present moment mm-hmm. and seeing the joy yeah. the goodness in that yeah Kara, on the first page as somebody that as we've both worked in ministry for you know quite some time in the apostolate, the money to buy souls is suffering accepted with love. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, man, that is so good. I love that. I, I think this is one thing that can be frustrating in, in serving the church is oftentimes we, we're asked, you know, give me the 10 steps. Mm-hmm. Give me the program. Mm-hmm. Give me the this thing I need to do quickly. What speaker do I need to go in, bring in to right. solve this problem and fix everything? Right. And the one thing I've noticed is... What's often lacking, and I think it, this is actually an obstacle to renewal in the church, is a willingness to take up the cross, is a willingness to sacrifice, is a willingness to mm-hmm. suffer daily, right. not just individually, but with others. Mm-hmm. The compassion he talks about in this chapter. Yeah. Like, to do the hard work of suffering, we want the quick fix. We want to resist the suffering. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about that as well. Like right. Our tendency how, to avoid. How hard we try to yeah. avoid yeah. suffering. Yeah. And I think if anybody listening, like you, church renewal is something you care about, we have to be willing to take up the cross right? Uh, in, to bring about the renewal. Interior life too. I know we, yeah. we come from a background of ministry, so it's easy to relate it to like ministry <clears throat> workers and, and, you know, active renewal in the church by people who are like hired and things like mm-hmm. that. But even... Renewal in the church isn't going to happen until each parishioner, everybody in the church wants yeah. an interior renewal. Right. So it's the same in that way, like accepting that suffering because renewal, what did it, what does it say What that you quoted? The money to buy souls is right. suffering. Well, interior renewal is a cross. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I like that. And it goes right into suppress the cross in your life and everything crumbles. And I wrote next to that, do I suppress or do I accept with love? Because mm-hmm. I think it's really easy for... Um, anybody like we're, we're all in this book study. So we're like, yeah, we're striving to grow in our interior life. Like we're taking that next step. And so maybe it's easy to be like, no, I accept suffering. I can do that. Right. But can we admit, no, I, sometimes I suppress suffering. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I, you know, even, even when my kids are screaming and like, I throw in my noise canceling earbuds, <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm right. sometimes that's for sanity's sake, <laughs> but also like maybe I could let myself suffer a little in that moment right. and offer up the, the frustration or whatever. Yeah. So I think all of us in some small way have a tendency to suppress suffering, but if we want to, like it says, buy souls for sure and bring souls to heaven, like to welcome that. There was one part that kind of goes along with that, that I absolutely loved. Um, It was talking about how uh, we must have the wedding garment washed in the blood of the lamb, but washed also in the blood of our souls, which is our tears. Mm. The blood of our souls, which is our tears. I love that. That's on page 201. Uh Um, And I related a lot to that because as I was reading this passage, it's talking about, you know, the, the holiest of souls have undergone so much suffering in their life. I had to pause and I'm like, have I gone through a lot of suffering? Mm -hmm. And 
my initial response was, I don't think so. And then as I went back, you know, you know a lot more of my right. of my background and my testimony. I forget those things happened right? to me. Yeah. Um, and like I forget the many, many nights where I like cry and feel alone, right. even if I'm not alone, like just feeling lonely and all those things. And I for- forgot that they happened to right. me. And so that part really stood out like the blood of souls, which is our tears. Like that is what we're supposed to be washed in is our own tears showing yeah. our suffering. And I kind of had to thank God a little bit um, because I think my personality type, and you know this, you know this well as, um, as well, like I'll share something or Fred will share something or other people in my life will share something, you know, I'll talk about it in the moment and then I forget and I have to be reminded like, what was that about? You know, right? because in the moment it, it means something and it's exactly what's needed, but then like I'm, I'm prepared to move forward. Right. So I think that's happened with suffering. Like I forget all of those things <laughs> right. that has happened that have happened because I'm just trying to move forward. And I kind of had to thank God. I'm like, I feel like you gave me this personality for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for that. But also there was a little bit of fear. Like, why did you give me this personality? (laughs) What is coming that I'm going to have to like forget? You know what I mean? Um, But I think that's just a beautiful image. Like we we have to be washed not only in Christ's blood, but in our own our own blood, which is likened here to tears of suffering. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Carol, on that note, I'm going to brag on you as a best friend for a moment, if you'll humor me and. on page 209, he says, then there is the cross of having carried the cross badly. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's talking about uh, the crosses were like, I'm not smiling willfully. Right. I'm going to complain. complain. I'm going to yeah. fuss. And I feel like your personality helps me in those moments. That's good. Because you don't, sometimes I feel like you take up the cross with me in mm-hmm. those moments. Mm-hmm. And just like, there's this awesome scene in the passion of the Christ. If anyone hasn't seen it by now, what are you waiting for? First of all, but <laughs> anyways, it, it's when, uh, you know, Simon of Cyrene is helping Jesus carry the cross and he's getting very tired. And, and Simon's like just a little bit further, almost there. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's, that's you. And I, I, that's where I see the value in, that personality that like you're talking about, like I think you see the beauty and the suffering Mm -hmm. and you're ready to apply it. So I I don't think it's necessarily always a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, For me, it's been a good thing. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Sometimes I feel like um, when I think of like all of the, the little warfares and well, or big warfares, my, my mentality (laughs) is just like, it's fine. It'll pass. Right. Part of me is like, what is that big thing that's coming? Cause right. I feel like he's sending me things that I can handle. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I, I guess that, that, that actually gets to something in the book too. I just said that I can handle, we're not supposed to take it right. on ourselves. Yes. Otherwise it just does become your cross. Yeah. And so that kind of goes with what you said. Like, I think the same goes for both of us. You know, we, we act as Simon of Cyrene in different ways mm-hmm. when different things come up. Um, but the book says like, Jesus wants to be your Simon of Cyrene. Like he wants to carry the crosses with you. For sure. And so sometimes my tendency is also that of like pulling on myself up by my bootstraps. It's just going to be rough. Let's like power through as opposed to relying on Christ in that moment. Right. You can't have a stubborn independence about you. I have a stubborn. (laughs) That's a good way. I have a stubborn independence. Yes. Yep. That's true. Yeah. But one of the things I was surprised to find in the book and 
I'm surprised that I'm surprised to find it mm-hmm. <laughs> actually is St. Therese saying basically don't pray for a cross, a, cross, a greater yeah. suffering yeah, yeah. because then you get something that you can't bear yourself, like you're bearing it yourself. Yeah. I was surprised to find that despite having been through Story of a Soul a couple times and listened to it many times because there's St. Therese who I desire all martyrdoms mm-hmm. and yet she's saying don't pray for a greater suffering. Right. Only be thankful for what he gives you. What he gives uh-huh. you, yeah. because he's there with you. And and I like the idea of he's carrying the cross for you in the moment. So in a way, like he's your Simon of Cyrene. I like that in imagery. those moments. I like that. It's easy to forget that he almost gives in scripture the example for us of what it means to suffer, but also that you don't have to suffer alone, like that you should have a Simon of Cyrene. But in the same way, he gives us the example of like, we're supposed to place ourselves in his place, carrying the cross and he's Simon of Cyrene. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's just a beautiful, a beautiful image. And when it said like, Jesus should be your Simon of Cyrene, I wrote next to it. um, My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Like when he's the person who's carrying it with us, it becomes so much easier to right. carry it. And yeah. I, I guess that's kind of where where suffering, like that's my mentality with suffering mm. is like, you know, we'll get through it. It'll be fine. Right. And I, I guess I see that because like he's, I try to see it as a gift. Yeah. I'm not going to brag on myself. That is not always the case. <laughs> like there are plenty of times where I'm like, oh, this is a rough day. Like right. this morning when I'm like, try not to fall asleep in the car and I'm <laughs> yeah. dead tired. But like, he wants to be that person who we yoke ourselves to and like it right. makes that so much easier. Yeah, for sure. Returning to where we started, that idea of crosses are going to come. There will be suffering. You know, scripture promises that and he emphasizes it here. I love how he states this. What is love that does not prove itself? Mm-hmm. I told you that love is a choice. What merit is there in choosing Jesus if we only have to follow him on a path of roses. I love that, especially coming from my former faith tradition where it was, you know, prosperity gospel sort mm-hmm. of thing. And recently, th- this past year, I attended a mass where the, the homily, that was the closing line of the homily was, come to Jesus and follow him and all of your struggles and troubles will go away. Oh, no. And that bothered me. Yeah. We actually wrote a blog post about it because of it, you yeah. know, because it was like, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Come to Jesus. Your your troubles might actually increase. They will increase. <laughs> <laughs> they, he, that's the pruning. Like, we, right. are, we are, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Like, he prunes us right. through suffering. <laughs> but I think the difference is there. You see the value in it. Yeah. You see the the thanks be to God for it. The, the beauty in I wouldn't be where I am now without all that suffering care. You know my testimony. Mm-hmm. And I think I've come to a place in my life where it is that like when I've been able to share that with that others and, and help them, it's like, thanks be to God that I did endure those things. Right. I wouldn't have it any other way right. because it helps people now when they see how God has transformed that and used that. Right. You know, so it's a beautiful thing. Thanks be to God for it. I like the comparison he keeps making um, with culture too, like how it's so easy for for us to want to suppress suffering and avoid suffering and it's very true even if we're we're the kind of people who are like no 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 i i embrace suffering the smallest example like i said sticking my earbuds in my ears to just cancel out a little bit of noise like i want to <laughs> suppress the suffering in the moment mm. we can all relate to that a little bit and so i saw that in that what merit is there in choosing jesus 
if we only have to follow him on a path of roses. I see that too. You know, it says how much more faithful would the world be right. if it was roses? Right. But would these be loving souls? I think too, I see a tendency um, in the world to say we don't have to prove love. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. this is saying like suffering is our way to prove our love to God. Mm-hmm. And yet we pr- we probably would be like, why? I shouldn't have to prove my love. You should just know I love, you know. Right. I kind of see that in the culture. It's like, no, this is a, a beautiful way that mm-hmm. we can show God we love him because he loves us in every possible way. Right. Our love is very imperfect. Right. But if we can give him even just small ways that we're showing him no, I do love you. I want to give you my life. I choose you. I choose you. Yeah. And accepting suffering is one of those ways that we can do that. Yeah. In the margins of my book here, I have written, in the garden, not eating of the tree was in a small sense taking up the cross. Mm -hmm. Like it's been that way from the beginning of endure a suffering, prove your love. Yeah. You know, sort of, not in a you have to earn it sort of way, but demonstrating, I'm sure, like, like what Eve said, pleasing to the eye Mm -hmm. it's good for eating but we're not to eat of that tree she adds you can't even touch it you Mm know um that had to have felt like a a certain suffering it was a limit on their freedom Mm -hmm. and yet it was for a purpose god had a greater good in it right love and they didn't they didn't prove it (laughs) you know they didn't follow through because they they were tempted and they ate it and you could say they they endured that cross badly. Yeah. Just like I talked about a moment ago, they endured the cross badly, but what happens? Oh, happy fault who won for us. So great a redeemer. Right. Like through that, God's plan was suffering. Something even greater came. Yeah. 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 I like that you bring up that you don't have to earn it. Like that, that's a good distinction. He says our suffering proves our love, but that's not saying that's how we earn his love. We do not earn his love. Yeah. yeah. We don't deserve his love. We don't do anything. His love is the reason we exist. I'm still from Mark Hart here, but God loved the idea of you so much that before the foundations of the world, he decided to make that idea a reality and gave you life. Mm -hmm. And he never stops thinking about you. That's why you exist is his love for you. Yeah. So it's, there's no earning but there is a gift of the response of our love back to him, certainly, right. which is often a suffering because our our human nature doesn't want to do that. Right. You know? Right. With all that we are trying to kind of accomplish in our own apostolate, which we mentioned in the, the chapter on apostolate, um, there was one part that stood out to me in um, kind of a hopeful way, but also a little weary way. It's on 203. It says, it seems that the greater the missions are, the oh. more the crosses <laughs> are and the heavier they are. <laughs> so, I mean, it goes into talking about like parents, apostles, all that. Yeah. Like we all we all have a great mission, the Pope, priests, bishops. And so our suffering is going to be great. And in my mind, like thinking of the apostle apostolate mm. that we've been called to i'm like oh great so i wrote in the margins <laughs> bring it yeah. i wrote bring it yeah it, it's really kind of funny Kara, because um so prior to recording it was kind of an interesting morning yeah this morning wouldn't yeah. you say Kara? yeah and, and like evening just a lot of warfare yeah like this this literal sentence like i read this sentence and then i text you Maybe we need some more time to reflect on this chapter. Like th- <laughs> that, that's, was that, that sentence <laughs> was the reason. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so that is funny. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it was, it, there was warfare, which of course, when you're going to talk about suffering, like you're going to experience a little bit of suffering yeah. to talk about yeah. it. So, but I really liked that, just that idea. So, and it's, 
it's not exclusive to like apostles and priests and bishops and po- and the pope like you have a great mission mm-hmm. as a single person you have a great mission as a parent right. you know everyday life there are sufferings that we can offer up and it says like the greater your mission the greater your suffering is going to be right. i mean think of saint zelie martin like she was a mom that was mm. her mission many she miscarriages had, she and had lost so babies. many suffer yeah, yeah so much suffering in her life and so it's not just exclusive to like when we think yeah, but that's not me. Like they're they're more important. It's right. like, no, you are important. Right. But that also means that you're going to be attacked. So prepare for that, but yeah. prepare for it with Christ. Like go with Christ. Right. Following that, we always see the cross as reparation, but not enough as a preparation. Mm-hmm. It is a preparation for the graces which Jesus wants to give us. So I think in my own life, like when I think back to a time when I kind of, oh, woe's me, poor me, and I didn't carry the cross well of my suffering because I didn't even know that was something I was supposed to do mm-hmm. and the life cho- choices I made as a result it seemed pointless it seemed empty and then when I found in particular the Catholic faith I realized that all those sufferings actually serve a purpose and yeah. I and I think it's this preparation in the words of Saint Ignatius of Loyola come to mind here if God causes you to suffer much it is a sign that he has great designs for you and that he certainly intends to make you a saint and if you wish to become a great saint, entreat him yourself to give much opportunity for suffering. For there is no wood better to kindle the fire of holy love than the wood of the cross, which Christ used for his own great sacrifice, a boundless charity. That's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. Nothing is wasted. Mm-hmm. All things are redeemed. All things serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. If God is guiding that boat that we are on, we come back to the boat again. <laughs> Nothing is wasted. I like the image of setting the fire. That's a continual Amen. theme for us. And what we're all supposed to do. He says, you know, I came to set the world on fire. If only it were already blazing. Amen. So it's blazing through suffering. <laughs> <laughs> um, on page 204, uh, there's one part. It says, I do not fear any cross because I know that when a cross comes, you always come too. And so I kind of want to point out, you're not always in a constant state of suffering. It says when right. a cross comes. Right. So it's not like you're just continually carrying cross after cross. Mm-hmm. You can expect that they will come and right. it will be hard. But a life following Christ is also a life of joy. Right. So it's not going to be just this constant like hammer on you, yeah. you know. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's an important note to make. Otherwise, it's just, it's just going to be like a dreary episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> This kind of goes with that. It says, um, Jesus took upon himself the bitterest cross and he will add a balm to it before giving it to you. That is certain. So he he takes upon the hardest suffering, which he it talks about this in Garden of Gethsemane. Like he participates in our suffering. Mm-hmm. He has the agony, you know, and then the, and Calvary, like he has the greatest suffering and the scourging like that was we've talked about this a lot. Like every whip was like some sin that we have all committed throughout the course of our life. Right. He endured so much more suffering. And then, you know, he says, take up the cross, follow me. We're supposed to follow his example of life, which also means his example of suffering. Right. Right. But then it says here, he adds a balm to the suffering. Like he makes it a little bit easier. He makes it healing. He makes it transformative and then he gives it to you. So we're not receiving this like raw intensity, like what he carried. Yeah. We're, we're still supposed to suffer, 
but he is the person who brings about like the healing element of the suffering and the transformative element. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a good, a good point to mention too, because there are, um, varying theologies on suffering Christ didn't suffer and take up the cross so that we didn't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a, a necessary distinction to make. The Catholic Col- understanding is so beautiful. Yeah, Colossians 4.12. Yeah. Yeah the, yeah. the Catholic understanding of suffering is, is that Christ lived and died for us and for our salvation, but invites us to participate in that mm-hmm. life and in that, and in that suffering and in that death. Yeah. So we still get to suffer, but we get to see how we're meant to suffer. Yeah because of his example. Yeah. Uh, Kara, uh, a challenge I might throw out there for anybody who, um, maybe you're a big part, big hearted person. You love big, maybe it's family, maybe it's friends. And oftentimes you find yourself feeling a little neglected or overlooked or forgotten. Like I, I want to challenge you. And this has been a challenge for me in the past year of, of the Lord kind of showed me in prayer, like what a great suffering. Cause if there's anyone that knows the suffering of feeling forgotten or neglected in the loving, mm-hmm. it's me. Yeah. And so like that, that's a good example. Like practically speaking, maybe your kids are away from the church and you're struggling with that. That is a suffering you can unite to Christ. And gosh, I think that makes you a lot like Christ right. <laughs> in that suffering. Right. Like his kids have gone astray too, right? you know, and, but he doesn't stop loving. And so if there's anyone that knows the hurt of, that not receiving that loving response back. Mm-hmm. It's him. Yeah. So offer that up and know that he is suffering there in the midst of it with you. I want to touch on the, the offer it up phrase too. Right. Um, that I feel like is often, uh, I don't know, like hated on. <clears throat> it is. In yeah. some circles as if as it's if, like a cop out. Right. Like it's like a Catholic cop out of suffering. Well, you know, just offer it up. It's like, no, that's, it's not a cop out. Granted, if they're saying it, like, like suck it up, you know, cup, yeah, kind of if, the Catholic version, yeah, yeah. if they're yep. saying it in that context, like, okay, they're, they're you know, it's being misused, right? Because it, that is the Catholic understanding of suffering is to offer it up, to right. unite it to the cross and offer it up. And what we mean when we say that is, is when you are suffering, pray for your sister, pray right. for your child. Um, you know, if you've done the the consecration to Mary, you don't have to pray for anybody. Just give it to Mary and she knows exactly what to do with that grace of your suffering. Right. That's what it means to offer something up. It means you are you are meriting something in heaven mm-hmm. because of your suffering and that merit and grace is going to be poured back down onto earth for the salvation of other people. Right. We win souls by our suffering and, yeah. and through love. Mm-hmm. So that's not a cop out. And I think that's actually a very beautiful concept because a lot of the times it's the people in our life who we want to convert, who we want to have a transformation, mm-hmm. who caused the suffering for us. Our heart hurts for their soul. Right. Like I have experienced this where I have cried because I see another person in my life who I love, who I want to see in heaven, who is not strong in their faith. Mm -hmm. But in the same breath of like crying and being sad for them, I get to say, take my tears and offer them for that same person. Yeah. So I think that's such a beautiful thing that the person causing you suffering wins you merit to give back to them. Right. Like he, he loves them so much that he gives you the suffering yeah. to get them to heaven. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful Catholic understanding of suffering. So yes. we Amen. can't discount that. So there's a lot in this chapter that we're 
not able to talk about (laughs) a lot about the concepts of suffering we're not able to talk about um but i want to end with uh the very last paragraph of this chapter because it's a it's a beautiful prayer in, in and of itself come holy spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love he brings us the divine life by putting fire into our hearts this fire is consuming and transforming love it is the holy trinity burning to save us at whatever cost. We pray that the Holy Trinity is the one who lights our heart on fire so we can set the world on fire. Amen. 